Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, presented by Living Stream Ministry. These life studies explore every book in the Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Holy Spirit. These messages unveil how the scriptures can be living and more than mere doctrine to man. Today, we bring you recorded excerpts of Witness Lee's original speaking, along with some of our own comments and thoughts. If you have questions, please send email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. Death is a very real and powerful adversary against mankind. But there's not only the physical aspect of death to be concerned about. The Bible shows us that death is operating in us every day. How can we overcome it? That's the topic of today's Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry. Ron Kangas has joined us again today to fellowship concerning this rich Life Study of Romans. Welcome back, Ron. Amen, and thank you. Our title today, Ron, is Reigning in Life Over Death, and we're going to see the connection between sin and death. But before we join Witness Lee with this word— We have had a marvelous word on what sin is and what grace is. Would you please give us a short review? So we're considering what sin is and what grace is. Well, sin is the nature of the devil, Satan, his sinful nature. When man fell, man not only disobeyed, by doing something, but sin as the dreadful, evil nature of Satan was injected into humanity. So Romans 5 reveals this. There is sin in us, not only sins in our behavior. The common definition of grace is not wrong, but it's shallow and it's far from complete that grace is unmerited favor from God. That does apply to our initial experience of salvation by grace through faith. When Paul spoke about the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, he is not talking about unmerited favor. He is talking about God in Christ as the spirit entering into our being to do everything for us, to supply us with what we need. And we will see eventually this grace is very active because actually this grace is a person, the triune God himself, God in Christ as the Spirit. And Romans 5.21 tells us grace reigns unto eternal life. We will see when grace is activated, Life, the spirit, and the spirit of life become very real in our Christian life and in our spiritual experience. Thank you, Ron. Let's join Witness Lee with today's Life Study of Romans. Now we come to the enemy that is death. What is death? We all know 
the Bible says death comes from sin, and even death is the wages of sin. If you work, you get the wages. So death is the result of sin. But this may sound just like a doctrine. When I was so young, I heard this word. I was with those great teachers that all used to say, uh, the wages of sin is death. Death came in through sin. By that time, when I was taught that much, I was always thinking death will be a result of the human life. And uh, I was taught uh, there are two deaths. The number one is that when you are going to die in the flesh, you suffer the first death. Then you will be buried in the <laughs> tomb under the ground till that uh, millennial time will come. And unbelievers, they will be resurrected after that thousand years, and they'll be sentenced to be cast into the lake of fire, and that will be the second death. So I used to uh, consider these two deaths, both of them are some of the things coming. I am not in it yet. It has not come yet. It is something to come. But gradually, I found out in the Bible, lots of verses tell us that right now, death is in us. There is a present death within us. That is the result of sin. I do believe if you read through Romans 5, 6, 7, 8, you could see in every one of these four chapters, this matter of death is discussed. Yeah. Is fully, I would say, covered. Yes. Five says, death came through sin. Right. And five also says, death reigns. And then, Chapter 6 says something about death. The death is the wages of sin. Then, my, I would call chapter 7 a chapter of death. Eventually, Paul cried of his suffering of death. He said, right man I am. Who shall deliver me from what? The body of this dead, not that dead, not the dead to come, but this dead, which is right now here with me. So let me say this, Satan is sin, being evil, resulting in death. Satan is sin, eventually he's evil, and eventually this evil results in death. What I've been talking <laughs> is in the night side. On this night side, we have Satan. And Satan is opposite to God. 
On the this side, we have God. And Satan injected into man becomes sin. And God wrought into man becomes grace. So you see, sin is opposite to grace. Sin is in the night, grace is in the day. When sin becomes present and acting, it becomes evil. Okay. When grace becomes present, grace becomes the spirit. Evil is in the night, the spirit is in the day. When evil happens, what is the result? Death. Okay. When spirit works, what is the result? Life. Now you can see. Death is in the night, and life is in the day. Amen. So, you have these four things. <laughs> I ask these brothers to tell me, what are the four things in the dark night? Satan, sin, evil, death. What are the good things in the day? God, grace, spirit, life. Ron, typically we think of death as the ultimate problem that awaits us at the end of our physical life, but today we're also gaining an understanding that death is a very present problem for us as well. What is this present death that Paul describes in Romans? According to the revelation in the New Testament, the word death and death itself has two main aspects, the objective which everyone must face, and the subjective, which believers in Christ may experience. So, the issue of sin is death. So, all human beings eventually die physically. That's objective death. Then, in Revelation 20, all the unbelievers are resurrected and stand before the great white throne to be judged concerning salvation. And those that are judged for not believing in the Son, for committing this great sin, for dying in their sins, then they will experience what's called the second death, signified by the lake of fire. But the second aspect of death, as we mentioned in our opening comment on this matter, is something in the life of all human beings, and also in the life of believers. So in Romans 5 and elsewhere, death is an inward experience taking place so frequently, even in the lives of believers. So we may call that the present death. There surely was some reason that the Lord Jesus, in speaking to the church in Sardis in Revelation 3, identified death in that church, spiritual death. Romans 8 says the mind set on the flesh is death. That doesn't mean physical death or the second death. That means a spiritual death in your being. And Paul elsewhere talks about the body being a body of sin and a body of death. 
So it's necessary for us not only to be saved much more in the divine life, we need to reign in life over all negative things. And this includes reigning in life over death so that in our daily life with the Lord, we would be living and vital. Thanks, Ron. Let's go back to Witness Lee for more of our life study. Let us first talk a little bit about life, then we could get a clear situation to know what is death. Life is God living in you. That is life. The best definition we give already in these few months, that life is God living in you. The very God that is living in you is the Spirit. No one can deny this. When God stays away from you, He is the Father. But when God lives in you, He is the Spirit. We don't have two gods or three gods. We only have one God. When the very God is far away from you at the source, He is the Father. When this very God comes to live in you as the practicality, He is the Spirit. Life is God being grace, acting as the Spirit, resulting in something. That is life. Now this morning we all have to see what is death. Death is Satan being seen and acting as evil and resulting in something. I hope that this is clear. This is not a mental understanding. This is something realized fully from our daily experiences. We all have to realize even after we have been saved for years, daily we are still under the killing. Daily we are still under the killing of the present and acting evil. What is death? Death is the killing of the present evil. There's no need to say you kill people as a murderer. I tell you, when you heard some other thing you lacked and you tried to talk about, I tell you, even that little thing, that is what? That is sin becoming evil. In other words, even the daily gossip, even some gossip mixed in your fellowship one with another, that is evil present. That is evil acting. Right away, you know you got killed. You see, the result of your gossip kills you. How do you know you got killed? Because right away, within you, there is the dead. The dead is there. Right away, you feel something killing, something deadening. You feel, my, somewhat you are in darkness. And somewhat 
you are in the wilderness. And somewhat you are empty. And somewhat you don't have the rest within. And somewhat you just seem dried up. You don't have the water in within. I tell you, what is that? That is death. No regulations to Christian life. Christ is not Moses. No regulations. But listen to me. There is the law of life. The law of life. You say, why the law of the spirit of life doesn't work so well as Paul mentions in Romans 8.2? You expect the law of life would overcome your temper. But you never expect that the law of life has to overcome your shopping. You appoint the law of life to do certain things you want. But the law of life likes to do everything he wants. Now, if we would listen to the law of life, that is life. If we would not listen to the law of life right away, that is the dead. Ron, in this consideration of death, and again, Here we do not mean physical death, but the kind of death that's operating in mankind all day by the sin that's in man. Are we as Christians subject to this kind of death in our day-by-day experience? We learn from the Word, from the ministry, and from our experience that because we have the divine life within us, in our spirit, our regenerated spirit, that's one spirit with the Lord, 1 Corinthians 6.17. We can sense life and sense death because there's a battle taking place day by day between life and death. And we believers are still living physically in the old creation. Our body is still a body of sin and a body of death. Sin as the nature of Satan, is still in our flesh. We have a flesh of sin. This sin, when activated, issues in death. So we need to realize that we are subject to this kind of death. And let me say honestly and straightforwardly, if any believer is not aware of this present death, this inner death, that's a strong indication You are dead, spiritually speaking. Only the living can discern the difference between life and death. Well, we're not here to argue or to debate. But sooner or later, in this age or in the coming kingdom age, every redeemed, regenerated believer in Christ will learn this lesson of being both saved in life and reigning in life, because we will, as the bride of Christ, be joined to the redeeming God, who is life itself, and every aspect of our tripartite being, spirit, soul, and body, will be life. Romans 8 says, our spirit is life because of righteousness, verse 10. The mind set on the spirit is life, verse 6. 
And in verse 11, life is given to our mortal body. But eventually, when we're fully in resurrection, our resurrected body will be the same as that of the Lord Jesus, full of life. So we appeal to our listeners, be willing to learn the truth now and to have the experience now to experience reigning in life over death day by day in our Christian life. Thanks, Ron. Let's go back to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study. Now, life is the spirit living. How could this be? The only way is that we have to come to this source, the very God, the Lord, under the cleansing of the redeeming blood with an open heart, even with an open spirit. Not just the heart, but the depth of your heart, the inner spot of your heart, that is the human spirit. You open yourself from deep within into him. Not just once a while, but all the long, all the time, taking away all the installation. I covered and I mentioned Hebrew 4, 16 already. Let us come to touch the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. This is the way for us to absorb the grace. The grace is with the throne of grace. We all have to come to touch the throne of grace. I tell you, the grace will flow. And we will be filled with grace. I tell you, grace eventually will become the Spirit. And the Spirit will live in us as life. Then life ruins. Up to this point, I have to say, two categories of life. One is the created life. The created life can never stand death. But the other one is the uncreated life. The uncreated life stands dead. Death cannot hold this life. And this is the real life. And this life is signified by the Lord's bone on the cross. You know, when he was crucified to death on the cross, the soldiers came to uh, break the bones of the other two criminals. But when they came to Lord Jesus, he was dead already. And none of his bone was broken. That was a sign that the uncreated life is unbreakable. The created life, any kind, animal life, human life, vegetable life, all kinds of created life could be damaged by death. But there is one unique life that the uncreated life could never be damaged by death. This life is just like the light. Darkness could ever overcome light. But light always what? Overcome. Overcome. Sorrows up 
darkness. Amen. Here's darkness. You have no way. You just bring your light. <laughs> when you put light on, right away, darkness vanishes. That is afraid of the uncreated life. Whenever the uncreated life comes, that vanishes. Don't try to overcome your temper. Don't try to overcome your shopping. Don't try to overcome your gossiping. I tell you, you just open up yourself to grace. Let grace flow through you. Then this flowing grace will be the living spirit. And the living spirit will be life to you. And this life surely will what? Will subdue. Will shut up our death. And this is to reign in life. To reign in life, we need the abundance of grace. Because grace is the acting spirit. And the acting spirit is life. I tell you, all death will vanish. Life swallows up death. So we reign in life. Well, Ron, to reign in life over this enemy of death must become our experience as Christians who are being saved in life. But our ability to behave better or to try to become better Christians is totally ineffective against death. How can we overcome the present working of this death in us? And here we need to make a contrast between being saved in life from so many negative things like the world and ourself and divisiveness and reigning in life, the difference between this and trying to improve ourselves, to try to uplift our character, to be more righteous through our own effort. Even if we apparently can improve ourselves, all of that effort is totally ineffective against death. By our own effort, by our will with whatever power it may have, with our determined intentions, we cannot overcome the present working of this death. We overcome it, I say again, by reigning in life through the grace that reigns unto eternal life, and in the Christ who is resurrection life, who is life, and who has conquered death in his resurrection, this and only this is the way we can overcome the present working of death. Thank you for your fellowship today. Thank you for the privilege of sharing this. We'll be back with another life study from the Book of Romans with Witness Lee. For Ron Kangas, I'm Matt Miller. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. For more information on Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, please visit our website, lsm.org. Again, that's lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.